Thank you for joining me in my hen house. Nicole's Hen House is an audio space dedicated to the stories of women in the roles of business, healthcare, entertainment, and politics. I'm a millennial mama on a mission to tell the stories of women's influence in our culture. As always, cheering for you. Closer to nine. My phone almost died. Okay, so tonight's micro message, I'm gonna keep it short because I am tired. Um, you know, I feel like Mercury just never got out of retrograde. I feel like they just kind of forgot. Um, so uh, tonight's message is to encourage you if you feel a lot of feelings, if you've ever been called sensitive or emotional, this is for you. Um, can't. One day I'm going to record a live that isn't interrupted by the cat. Um, you know, I painted an office for this and I just haven't bought the right lighting yet. Okay. Um, got the oils in the diffuser. And we're ready to rock and roll. Um, so the message tonight is for you, my friends, who have been called emotional or sensitive or whatever negative Nancy version of that you've heard, um, I want to bring you, uh, good evening Miss Caroline, I love you so much, um, whatever version of that you have been called, um, we're going to dive into that in small measure. Um, I could probably spend about six weeks um, unpacking all of this. I'm not going to do that tonight <laughs> because it's after bedtime. But what I am going to do is give you uh, some tips and insight that you have maybe heard before. I have talked on these uh, this method before, um, but I use this method because it works and it applies to a lot of different scenarios. Okay, so let's get started. Um, emotions are not a bad thing. Uh, in fact, they're helpful. And uh, if you uh, grew up in a conservative household that wasn't, um, and you know the Brits are like this too, I've heard this from my British friends, um, they're just not very in tune with their feelings, you know, cold and spacious. Um, that if you if you grew up in a conservative environment, that's probably how your emotions were treated, like at a distance. Um, we don't do that here. Uh, dismissed, shunned, rejected, all of those lovely things. And <clears throat> that's not the gospel. It's just not. Um, however, uh, there is something to be said about keeping your emotions in check, and we'll talk about that in a second. But emotions at large are not a bad thing. In fact, Yahweh experiences emotion, and we read that in all of 
like throughout the entire Bible, but let's kick it Old Testament. Um, we'll kick it Old Testament in just a moment. Um, first thing that I want to tell you, emotions are not bad. God um, experiences emotions. He is not unfamiliar with these things, uh, but your emotions do a few things. They let you know if you need to make an adjustment in your life. Okay, if you're experiencing a continued feeling or thought or, um, you know, a heart experience, um, those things can indicate you need to make some changes. Okay, do you need to revisit some past trauma? Are you experiencing this emotion because you need to make like a legitimate life change? Like, do you need to move from one place to another? Do you need to experience a job change? Do you need to do something different with your kids? Do you need to learn how to communicate differently? Like if you're constantly feeling misunderstood, is this a communication thing you need to work on? Or do you need to put yourself in a different environment? Okay, your emotions uh, can give you these triggers. Emotions are not facts, they are just indicators. Okay, emotions, this is the most important thing. Emotions help you connect to Yahweh because we understand ourselves in the dimensions of physics and we are trying to connect to a supernatural being, we're gonna to have to use something oftentimes uh, like our emotions to connect to Yahweh. Now, I'm not going to get into all of the reasons why um, congregations thrive off of hype and joy or despair, like there's just not a healthy balance in between. However, your emotions are ways to connect to Yahweh because they tell you how you need him in your life. And guess what? Because he's a good dad and he loves us, he wants to show up in that moment and help us identify and make changes so we can reach shalom or peace. Uh, that's what Jesus died on the cross for, right? To connect us to Yahweh so we could stay in tune with the Holy Spirit and have shalom, peace, our comforter, our gift to the world. Like that's how our emotions are used as a tool if you're a believer is to connect to Yahweh and to connect to the heart of Jesus. It also lets you identify additional inner work you've done. So in the name of 2020, we all have a therapist or I don't have one anymore. The last time I saw a therapist, he broke up with me because he told me I was grieving well and I didn't need it. And that ship sailed, now I need to go back. Um, but I'm thankful for the trains of thought and the continued feelings I've had because it's indicating, okay, like there's something deeper here and I need to, I need some help to figure out why this is here. Okay, stuff, junk, being in your way of alignment is not a bad thing. That does not mean you are a bad, terrible human being. That doesn't mean you are ungrateful. That doesn't mean that someone failed you. All that means is that you need additional help to get to the root of what's impeding your shalom. Okay, it doesn't have to be a fault-based thing. It can just be a, hey, you've had this continued problem. Let's get to the root of it. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. Let's get to the root of this, and then we can seek shalom. Okay, because if we're supposed to dwell in unity with the Trinity, we have things that can tell us whether we're doing that or not. And we know based on how we feel. Okay. <clears throat> Let's have a sip.
the cool thing about emotions and feelings is this. If you experience a wide range of, good evening, Will. Uh, if you experience a wide range of feelings or emotions, that's actually a good thing because it's going to allow you to connect with the people around you. So let's say you're a teacher and you have the ability to experience a wide range of emotions. So you know your, your students have the ability to experience a wide range of emotions. If you hone these and learn how to use these, you're going to be able to connect to your audience in an effective way because you know how, because you know how it feels. So you can demonstrate compassion to them in whatever it is that they're experiencing. Um, so let's just like address the top of the thing and like why people often don't process their emotions. Um, if you were raised in a congregation like I was, I, you know, I just can't call, I'm not even going to go there. We're going to call it a congregation because it is what it is. <clears throat> if you attended a congregation that was, um, conservative in nature, um, emotions were shunned unless they are relating to sin. So the only time in a congregation you are typically allowed to experience emotion is if you're confronting your sin pattern or overwhelming joy. Um, yo, read your Bible. Yahweh himself experienced a lot more emotions than that. And so if we are a reflection of him, then we get to, um, we get to engage in our similarities. And the fact of the matter is, Yahweh has a lot of emotions. We have a lot of emotions. The difference is knowing when to act and how to process them. You have permission to experience whatever emotion you are feeling at the moment. You have permission to be there. You don't have to rush into hyperactive joy. You don't have to sit and wallow in a non-existent state of despair over your unknown sin pattern. There's more to Yahweh than that, and there's more to yourself than that. And so you don't have to dismiss what you're feeling or how you're feeling because it's not whatever it's supposed to be at the moment. There's this condemning thing congregations do where they dismiss hearts and minds because of what Jesus did on the cross. Okay, well, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross did not dismiss your own heart. Like, that's kind of why he did it. So your own heart could be yoked to him. So, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm, like, trying to communicate something. I don't know if it's coming out clearly. Y'all can tell me in the comments if it is. Um, allow how you're feeling to influence how you connect with Yahweh. So if you're feeling happy, you're going to connect to Yahweh in a joyous, happy state. If you are sad and lonely, you are going to ask Jesus to come meet you in that sadness and loneliness. Um, that's all. The, if you're experiencing rage, you need to ask Yahweh, A, is this rage or anger justified? If it is justified, what do you do with that? What choices are you supposed to make to make this anger into an action step? Um, it's not a bad thing to experience rage and anger. Somebody cut you off in traffic. Um, okay, like you're going to be mad and angry because that person didn't follow the rules and it almost caused you harm. You're going to be mad about it. Um, <laughs> emotions are gifts 
okay? Um, they are gifts from Yahweh, and they're a reflection of Him. Let's go Old Testament. Shocker. Uh, Exodus 4, 14. <clears throat> and then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is there not Aaron, your brother the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Behold, he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Yahweh experienced anger. Oftentimes the only time we hear about anger is when Yeshua flipped the tables over in the New Testament and then it becomes um, righteous indignation. Yahweh got mad a lot when people didn't follow the rules. Guess what? You can get mad when somebody cuts you off in traffic. <laughs> you can't camp out there. You can't retaliate. But you can experience anger. You don't have to dismiss it. <clears throat> Yahweh's emotions are expressed often throughout the Bible. Um, we kind of try to find some reason to justify it because of that verse where Jesus flipped the tables in the temple. Um, but Yahweh is a God of emotion. Uh, but he coaches us through the Bible how to use these emotions for justice and to seek peace. So if we are a reflection of him, we can experience emotions and we can experience these things without shame. And that's kind of the breakthrough moment of like, okay, you know that you're experiencing these emotions, but you are not these emotions, but you are experiencing them, but you don't have to walk in shame about it. Um, I'm so thrilled that there has been progress with um, mental health and in our heart work because there's shame being lifted from this, but it's still hard sometimes to articulate or um, connect with heaven because these things are dismissed and oftentimes they're dismissed from either our parents or our congregation. Um, that being said, emotions and feelings are just that. They are emotions and feelings. Um, you feel rage and you experience rage. You are not rage. You feel sad and you can be sad, but you are not sad. Um, you can feel happy and you can be happy, but you are not a smiley face balloon. Okay? You're not the smiley face emoji. Um, when you identify these things, uh, ask yourself why. So here's the here's the steps that I go through. Um, this has been a, an emotion or a feeling I've been experiencing for a few weeks now. <clears throat> Uh, I have been feeling really sad. I'm heartbroken over our country, and um, I am grieved, and I have to make some life changes. And here's how I got to that conclusion. So, I feel sad. Why do I feel sad? Because I'm longing. What am I longing for? Security and stability. What is that leading to? Despair. Why am I experiencing despair and longing? Okay, like, let's keep going. Because if I'm being really honest with myself, if I'm being really totes honest with myself, um, I feel sad and I'm experiencing longing and despair because I feel like God is going to let me down. And I don't mind claiming that. 
Um, he is not afraid of my emotions, nor is he offended by me. What he wants is us to engage in fellowship with him. So when we experience these things, the you know it's important to go through your question list and figure out how is this connecting to Yahweh and what is the root of this? And can I invite him here in it? So sadness, longing, despair. And why am I feeling like this? Because I don't feel like God is going to do what he says he is. I feel like he's going to let me down. I feel like he's not going to save our country and I feel like he's not going to save my family. We are all okay, but I have just been feeling down at the dumps. Like we just kind of hit the part in our family where single motherhood becomes hard. And it's okay for it to be hard. Like life is not easy. Uh, But I've been experiencing these things so like the healthy thing to do is to get to the root of it and then engage with the father so the past five days it's been engaging with the father and figuring out why I don't trust him with this likewise if you are happy sad anxious mad um, experiencing rage experiencing anxiety um, all of that all of those feelings are indicators of questions you need to be asking yourself and questions you need to be engaging with the Father. He's not going to let you down, and He's not afraid of you. Uh, So often we withhold our hearts, and we withhold um, our feelings and our thoughts from Him. We just keep this inner dialogue, and it never comes out. So then we stay anxious and uptight. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, that's not shalom. That's not peace. And peace is what Jesus died to give us. Um, So let's kind of... Shift for a second. Um, If you suppress these things and you don't take authority over them and you don't get to the root of them, you become unstable. And um, as believers, we are not called to walk in instability. It's okay for us to experience it. Okay, it's not like it's not a sin to experience instability, but that's not our calling as believers. Our calling as believers is to be steadfast. And how do we do that? By learning how to process these emotions in a healthy way. Okay, so let's get to the New Testament. James 1.12 Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will he will receive the crown of life which God promised to those who love Him. Um, before that, there's a lot of question about faith and doubt, but this also applies to your heart. Um, as you experience these emotions, are you going to remain steadfast? Are you going to continue to invite the Holy Spirit in and engage in relationship with you? At the end of the day, when you cross the pearly gates and Jesus says, Well done, my good and faithful servant, have you been steadfast with your own heart? Have you constantly invited him in to help you get to the root of how you're feeling? Have you fostered a relationship with the Father? Have you fostered a relationship with the Son of God? This is not hard, but it is intentional. Um, If you continue to stay in an emotional state where you're not making good choices, where you aren't claiming and identifying and exercising authority over your emotions, you become a clinging symbol. You become untrustworthy because you're not making good decisions. 
this is probably gonna curl, curl some tail feathers, but it is the truth. It is solely your responsibility to seek alignment. It is not your partner's responsibility. It is not your mama's responsibility. It is not your pastor's responsibility. It is not your best friend's responsibility to seek peace for you. Now, those support systems can do exactly that. They can support you and help you get to those root causes, but they cannot get to the root cause for you. And they cannot be peace for you. You have to seek those things on your own. Um, alignment and unity with the Trinity is always the goal. It's much easier said than done. Um, it takes some time. It just does. Like, you're not going to just be sad for six weeks and then wake up one day and just be <gasps> glitter. And let's be clear, like, glitter is magic. But um, it takes some time to get there. And it's okay to take time to get there. But it is not someone else's responsibility to help you um, be at peace. It is not someone else's responsibility to become peace for you. That is the job of the Holy Spirit. Shalom. Shalom. Oh, it's Friday. Shabbat Shalom. Okay. <clears throat> partnerships. Um, partnerships. Your support systems can provide a sense of security, but they cannot make you at peace. So, if you are in a relationship where you experience depression often or you experience sadness or loneliness, you can experience those emotions. It is not your partner's responsibility to make you happy. It's just not. It is your partner's responsibility to support you to seek peace. So your partner can help you find your therapist. Your partner can help you exercise self-care. Your partner or spouse or support system can pray for you. You're, like They can listen to you, but at the end of the day, they cannot be peace. That is something that you have to do autonomously with the Holy Spirit. Um, something that was often said to me as a kid and even as an adult by my parents was, it's not my job to make you happy. And that is true. Um, I cannot make my kids happy. I don't have all the big tractors and the big toys. I'm not going to make them happy. I will make them eat their vegetables and that makes them mad. However, it is our job as parents. It is our job as parents to shepherd and nurture our kids' hearts in a safe and healthy way. It is our job as parents to nurture and allow them um, It is our job as parents to nurture and shepherd their hearts in a way that is life-giving. We cannot be happiness for them. We cannot make them happy. What we can do is treasure and value their hearts and how our kids are feeling at the moment. If our kids are feeling sad, we can acknowledge, hey buddy, yeah, that is really sad. Or if our kids are laughing, we can experience joy and laughter with them. If they are hurt, we can nurture and comfort that hurt. That is our job as parents, and that will always be our job as parents, regardless of whether they're toddlers or they're grown kids. It is our job as parents to nurture and support their little hearts because they're always going to have little hearts and eventually those little hearts will turn into adult hearts but we will treasure them always and 
it's easy to dismiss and say, oh, well, toughen up, or oh, we'll shake it off, or well, I'm just not going to make you happy. If you nurture their hearts now, they will be much more stable human beings as adults. Um, an, an emotion that people are often afraid of is anger, and it's because anger is for some reason shunned, or it's like, well, it's not peaceful, and it's not joy, um, and it's not righteous indignation, so you can't experience that. That's BS. It's, well, it's bullshit is what it is. And God was mad all the time. And he was mad because people did not follow order and they didn't walk in love with the Trinity. They didn't walk in obedience to the Father. And so he would get mad because they were doing things to harm their own bodies and to harm their own people. If you are experiencing rage or anger, it's okay. God did. Um, and then he would use that anger and make changes. Um, sometimes that change was a punishment. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, I did a whole podcast on God is not mad at you. Um, but God is not out to punish you, but he did use his anger some oftentimes to, um, deliver punishment because his kids were acting out of alignment because they weren't operating in peace. Likewise, you can be mad. Use that anger and make changes. Make changes for the good. Don't be destructive with it. Um, anger, sadness, loneliness, longing, feeling defeated. Um, you know, you could be having like a confusing moment of doubt. You could be having an existential crisis. Use all of these emotions. Identify them. Uh, but use all of them to figure out how you can connect with the Father. How can you improve your community? How can you make changes? Um, for the good, um, for your circle of influence. My circle of influence is who I talk to on socials, um, a few people in my office, and I'm running for county council, so I hope I get to make some good changes later. Um, your emotions will tell you what lifestyle changes you need to make. They will tell you whether or not you need to seek additional help. Do you need counseling? Do you need another therapist? Um, do you need additional support to balance your serotonin levels? That's what these things tell you. Um, and maybe you just need a reset. Maybe you just need to go to the beach for a few days. Maybe you just need to go to the mountains. I didn't get to do that, but I did get to eat. I did have an opportunity to go have a good adult dinner a few weeks ago with my sister, and I very much needed it. Maybe you just need a reset. So, your action steps for the evening are identify your emotions, ask yourself, ask your own mind why you're there, um, engage the Father, confess, and then seek or make peace in whatever way that looks like. Uh, whether it looks like additional therapy, crying it out, going to seek community, like if you're feeling lonely, maybe you just need to seek fellowship. Um, being lonely is not the same thing as loneliness. You can be alone and not experience loneliness. You can have a house full of people and feel completely isolated. Um, this is an emotion that can help indicate what changes you need to make. Uh, let's close because I am tired and need to go wash a dress. John 16:33.
have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus has already felt all these emotions. He didn't dismiss them. He engaged with the Father. So that's your little nugget for the evening. Um, I hope this blesses y'all, and I hope um, this resonates to your core. Uh, it's, you know, Mercury just, like, didn't get out of retrograde in July. Like, it's August, and it's still crazy. Um, but in this craziness is an opportunity to engage with the Father on not even a deeper level, just a different level. So, I'm going to pray for you guys, and then if you want to hear this again later, this will be on a podcast in about six days. Um, but in between now and when I get this next one uploaded, go listen to God is not mad at you. I think that will help. All right, let me pray for you guys. Lord, thank you for being a new God. Thank you for being the dad who shepherds and nurtures our heart, even when we feel like it's not worthy and like it has to be dismissed or rejected because it doesn't fit into what we were taught. Jesus, you are good and faithful and you will not let us down. We know you are who you say you are, even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment. Jesus, I speak peace over my friends tonight that they would feel your comfort and assurance that they are not weird and that their emotions and their ability to experience emotion is just another way to connect with you. Yahweh, you were so good. Um, come meet us where we are in our hearts. Jesus, we love you. Amen. All right, night, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Nicole's Hen House. It is a great value to me to have your ears tuned to the variety of guests on our show. If you found this content insightful, I would greatly appreciate a review on any listening platform. To contact Nicole's Hen House, visit the site, nicoleshenhouse.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Nicole's Hen House. As always, cheering for you 